by Riverside. Uh, and with that, we're back. It's the 4th and 1 podcast live from Lancaster and Lidditz, Pennsylvania. Anchor.fm slash 4th and 1. It's not that anymore, but it is. Um, and it will redirect you to our page and Instagram at 4th and 1 podcast, um, which Micaiah just posted on. As always, like I just said, I'm sitting next to Captain Boring himself, Micaiah, and I am... What am I classified now as? Dude, okay, I was thinking about this before I fell asleep last night. I don't know. You're Admiral what now? Am I Admiral I- Cousins, or am I Admiral you like that? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Admiral you like that. Yes, yes. Uh, you can be either. You can either be Admiral Cousins or Admiral uh, you like that. I like Admiral you like that. It's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's too much. So, as always, I'm your host, Admiral. You like that, a.k.a. self-nickname, a.k.a. Guitarfoot. So. <laughs> Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Uh, I don't know. We can. All right, Micaiah, starting off the bat, you just posted on Instagram, and I'm sure you just posted on Instagram about this. Guys are taking a break for college football for one second because <clears throat> Chris Paul has now been traded more times yeah. Then a blunt and a campfire. Can you explain you, to me what's uh, going on? First of all, that that's a great uh, analogy that you just had. And that's A plus, and that's why you're Admiral. You like that. Uh, so he, here's the deal. Yeah. So Chris Paul, listen when you're when you're an elite mind, everyone's gonna want you. But I'm Paul. But when you're not an elite talent, no one's gonna want you at the same time. He's also old, and he doesn't have a championship ring, so he's good enough and smart enough to win a championship. But whenever it gets down to the nitty-gritty, he's just never on the basketball court. Is that straight vodka? Because I could use some of that after the day I've had. Yeah, uh, I wish that's for after the... That, that's for, for after the that's podcast. That's for after the podcast. Uh, it's... So, when he got traded from the Clippers to Oklahoma City for Russell Westbrook... He was deemed at that point too old to really be effective. And then he took the Oklahoma City Thunder as a four seed into the playoffs. Granted, it was the bubble, but they were the four seed even before the season shut down. And then people are like, what? He's still good? Or I guess it was not from the Clippers. It was from Houston. He went from Houston to Oklahoma City. So he couldn't get it done with James Harden. He was basically a throwaway player. He basically resurrected his career in Oklahoma City. Then he was brought to Phoenix, took that team to the finals. Then Giannis, Giannis all over them, as I said in my 10-minute sports report. And now the Suns are tired of him because he's injured and he can't get over the hump. So now he's going to go be the grown-up on the aging Warriors team. Basically, the Warriors are putting together a senior citizen team. First of all, that just doesn't make sense when you've had a talent developing as well as Jordan Poole does. Um Again, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but this doesn't make any sense to me. So, <clears throat> Bradley Beal goes to the Suns for Chris Paul, and I'm sure picks were involved too. They always are. Okay, second round pick. Yeah, and and here, real quick, everyone's overvaluing Chris Paul. Chris Paul is like this is valued so much. Like, yes, he's okay, but he's 38 years old, and he can't stay healthy through the playoffs when you need him most. So continue. Go ahead. Okay. Chris Paul started college when I was five. Yep. Um, 
So he goes Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, draft picks in between, Phoenix Suns to the Wizards. There was a supposedly a three-way trade somewhere around there, possibly sending Chris Stop Porzingis up to Boston. Boston. So he so he finally got there. However, it was supposed to include Malcolm Brogdon going to I think the Wizards in exchange. What we learned from the NBA is no, more sports needs three-way trades because they're confusing and that makes them fun. So Brogdon was going to the Clippers and then the Clippers were sending basically drunk picks back to the Wizards as the Wizards are trying to retool. That fell through. So Porzingis still made it up to Boston. However, Marcus Smart now is going to Memphis. And Memphis is sending Tyus Jones, the backup point guard, to John Morant to to Washington. So the Wizards are going to be without John Morant or Tyus Jones for the first 25 games of the NBA season because John Morant got suspended. Yikes. Uh, 25 games, by the way. 25 and games. Yeah, 25 games. Uh, stay tuned to the 4th and 1 podcast on Instagram, at 4th and 1 podcast, and I'll keep you apprised of all the NBA situations going on. Yeah, and we'll kind of drop it here, I think. I think the funny thing, the one thing that I wanted to say was that, so the day after he gets traded, and my favorite was ESPN's handling of this. This is the one thing I want to say. So ESPN's handling of this was breaking news. Yeah. You can still see my crammer. I had a little bit. I was pushing yep. my breaking news. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Chris Paul gets traded. Okay. Right. Oh, uh, breaking news. Christoph Porzingis doesn't get traded. Okay. Yep. That's weird. Literally the next morning, uh, breaking news, Chris Paul gets traded. Yeah, I know he got traded to the to the Warriors this time. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even think <laughs> the Wizards probably called him and been like, "Don't buy a house. Don't run a place. Don't do anything. You're not actually staying here." Click and just hangs up. I guess. I, I get. I think my question for situations. Uh, we're not a football. I mean, we we're not a basketball. I mean, we are, but we're not. So <clears throat> let's jump into this. We wanted to cover with the football de- with the college football season starting around when, Mikai. Uh, it is starting 70 days from today. August 31st is is the official uh, time frame of week one. It is 70 days away. Uh, it is really 63 days because week zero is a week before that. Um, and there's some but, okay week zero games. Uh, some okay, but week one kicks off Thursday night. Florida, Utah. Going to be a banger. That's Thursday night, and that's the week of, for those of you who need it's a August calendar. It's August 31st. August Thank 31st you. is the day. Hello? Something just fell in my house. Oh, it was my wife's poster. We don't care about that. All right. Um, my wife redid the the office. I am now sitting on a different wall with a random Peggy Lee record that I haven't heard to, and... The Boston's first record behind me. Are you in me. the same room, just rotated? Same room, changed 90 degrees, 45 degrees, 90, and, whichever and, and, one. And, and what's circle. the board behind you? The, so, the, the white thing. The, this guy over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy pointing roughly to it. That is yeah. a little drum fact sheet and goes over like different notes and how to write stuff and show stuff around sort of situation on like and a we'll, drum kit. Okay, so, um, but you don't need that because you just bang on drums. They don't have yeah. any notes. 
Yeah, but it looks cool. Uh, okay. So okay. they do. They have, I don't know, staff, I guess, is what you could call them. No. Um, notation i don't know basically you can write out how to play drums just you're dumb if you do um, yeah because this isn't high school band (laughs) (laughs) but you know if everyone again humans are pretty dumb if everyone had a work ethic like like band like band kids world would run like clockwork man if everyone had a work ethic we were discussing this last week, weren't yeah, we? Yes, yes, we were because I, it is. It, I mean, high school just ended, and they're already running band camp, and they're doing laps on the track with their drums <laughs> and were horns. They doing laps? They were doing something on the track. They, they, there was lots of running involved. I don't know. I don't know this what they at, were doing. For, for the record, this is at a very small private school in Lancaster County. Uh, I, I don't know. They could have been doing cocaine. I don't know. Well, we know what the stereotype for band kids are. Cocaine? N- no, it's oh. it's they're they're basically Mennonites minus all the kids. They just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. I guess their pullout method's strong, or they believe in contraceptive. <laughs> I don't know. No, they're just too awkward hey, to, to be able to do anything about it. One hundred percent. Okay. Now that we've decided, now that we've just about bands. roasted the band. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I think she was in band, right? Um, no, uh, she was a twirler, a baton twirler. Ah, uh, they're yes. different, right? Sure. Uh, they stand there in two sparkly costumes, and it's the one girl who thinks she's holding the band together completely. When, in matter of fact, no one would notice if she was gone. It's like the flags. It's like no one... First of all, if you're going to a high school football game, your kid's either in it or your life is sad. Okay? <laughs> We're not in Texas. It's not good football. In Pennsylvania. I'm hey, sorry. I want to go to the high school football game the Friday before college football. I've always wanted to do that because it's like the official like kickoff. You know, you see a high school football game, and then you actually see real football on Saturday. Like I said, your life is sad. Well, <laughs> if the shoe fits, fits. brother... <laughs> If it fits, I sit anywhere in the country for a low fat rate. Um, <laughs> okay, I can't. My mind. Uh, so Big Twelve. Yep. What I'm trying to say is we're gonna we're gonna look at the Big Twelve. We're gonna make some picks. We're gonna make some predictions. And the reason we're starting with the Big Twelve is because the Big Twelve has had the biggest shakeup. They're no longer twelve teams. They're currently at what, like seventeen? 35 teams, something like that. Well, they no, it's, well, uh, they had, so they had nine conference game. Everyone plays each other. So you got 10. They have 10. They just added four new squads. BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and University of Central Florida. Largest, so they have, they're, they're the largest big campus in the right world. Now. Yes, the largest, uh, the largest school by enrollees, on-campus enrollees in the United States. Okay, great. So the largest university in America. Let's just yes. put it at that. Okay. Yes. Um, they do not have the second largest, which is Texas A&M. No one cares. Move on. Okay. We wanted to specifically preview them because it's an interesting. In two years, they are they are losing Texas and Oklahoma, which have been the flagship programs. I, I lied to you. It's actually just one year. 
It is next I, year. I thought so. Yeah, no, okay. So And you question my memory. Okay, well, Robert was also confused. Ra- Roberto was also confused. They pay in February. So they were looking to get out early. It was 2025. They were looking to get out early. Also, one of these things that I'm going, that uh, the links I posted for us to do the, re- also yeah. says that 2025. But anyway, it was 2025. It says they for were the looking- 24-25 season, actually, I think is they what it They were said. looking to get out early, and then in February, they each paid a combined $100 million to leave a year early, so they are going in 2024. Oh, so they paid money because, you know, what is college in America? Well, they didn't. The boosters did, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, why are you trusting a dude who wears highlighters at work for shoes? Uh, because he's not CFP insider Roberto. He tells me information before ESPN has the same information. You know, I, I need some breaking news from him somehow sometime soon because, like, he's starting to lose a little bit of credit. Not, like, much. He's uh, He went from ninety 100% credibility to 99. I'm just saying. He, he needs to keep his track record up. Uh, okay, I mean, sure, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll put us I, all in the group chat, and then he'll give us some breaking news. And and But here's the thing. He'll give us the breaking news, and you'll be like, that's not news. And then ESPN, five days later, will get a hold of it, and, and you'll go, holy shite. That I'm was more, breaking news. I'm more impressed the dude has time and energy. Because you could find what he's looking for, oh, but for he sure. has to be like deep on forums. Well, here's the thing. He's single. He has a and dog. Ready to mingle. And he lives in no middle man's nowhere? land. Yeah. yeah. He lives okay, in the middle of nowhere. Out. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. checks out. But he's probably yeah. like either owns the place or paying like $2 for rent. $2 I, and a handshake or something like that. Probably. I don't know. It, it's that. All right. So do you want to look at predictions as fueled by athlon sports or do you want to look at the schedules first well they they go hand in hand okay so well I, let's I look at texas could... because okay. here's texas. the deal for for as long as i've been alive they put texas as number one because of course they do officially quinn Ewers is the starting quarterback it's officially unofficially but it's officially quinn Ewers is the starting quarterback arch manning probably is number two however he looked like absolute dog poop i did watch the, i actually did prep for the podcast, for once, oh. I watched the I watched the orange and white game, spring game, and whoever this is going to sound really racist. Sorry, welcome to the podcast. Whoever the black kid is looked way better than Arch Manning. <laughs> the black kid with dreads, like I can't be any. I, I'm going to look up the guy's name. Looked way better than Arch Manning. For what we're using to kind of spark our discussion here. They literally say meeting preseason expectations has been an issue in Austin. And I disagree with them because um, ever since 2008, and then they really, everybody gave up on them and since like 2000, uh, 2007 was Vince Young, right? Sorry, not no, 2005. No, 2008 is actually pretty good because they did make the natty in 07, 08. Okay. So yeah, ever since then, people kind of gave up on them four years after. So the expectations in Austin have been, in my opinion, next to nothing. Well, yeah, but you're wrong. Unless you're a Texas fan. But but he, here, you're missing that in Austin. It's not around the yeah. country. Okay. Because That's around the point. country is rational. The people right. in Austin. The deep boosters, in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Exactly. Okay. The people in Austin, the boosters, the fans, whoever 
in Austin, that town, the expectations are national championship or bust every single year, no matter who the quarterback, coach, receivers, running game, defensive, offensive line is. Okay? It, it, it's like Alabama. In Tuscaloosa, it's natty or nothing. And so uh, the key word there is Austin. So, but on, and it goes on to say, and I would agree with this, this is Steve Sarkeesian's kind of best shot. Steve, Steve Sarkeesian has to win 10 games this year. Going into the SEC, you don't know when the next time you're going to get a, um, I hate to say easy schedule, but a big 12-like schedule in the SEC. Your 2024 schedule, if you're Texas, is just bonkers hard. Okay, you don't know. I don't know when they're going to get another shot at 10. They got to go 10 and 2, 11 and 1 this year. You got all the pieces to do. You got Quinn Ewers. Yeah, you lose Bijan Robinson. You can do running back by committee there. All American wide receiver Xavier Worthy. Jatavion Sanders is a tight end. All five starters are back along the offensive line. They made strides on defense. Last year, cutting down their average from allowing 31 points a game to 21. DeMarvin Overshone will be missed as he went to the NFL. However, they have six starters back, and they should remain one of the top defenses in the NFL. Nazi FB insider Roberto agrees with me. This is Texas's best shot. However, Texas, the lights shine big in the deep in the heart of Texas and is it going to be too much and one loss the boosters just lose their absolutely effing mind over it and they just gotta chill and you remember before the start of two seasons ago was it how long has he been the coach there two uh, seasons three I think I think this is his third season this will be his third season but but two yeah. previous so he's I been said, at two yeah and I said two years ago, you got to give him three seasons. He, like, everyone wanted that year one him to be awesome, and they weren't, but they were okay. And then last year, they were 8-5 and five and lost some close games. This is the year. This is the prove-it year. Like, if you're going to go 10-2, and two, you got to do it now because the SEC is, is not forgiving, both on the road or at home. It, it, it's just not. So you're no longer going to get the big noon kickoff in Alabama coming in when it's 112 degrees outside. They're going to push that game to nighttime when it's only 96. So now or never. Only 96. Only 96. <laughs> but it's a humid never. heat. <laughs> but it's a, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Um, um, for title the record, of the podcast, Now or Never, Texas. Now or Never, Texas. Malik or Malik Murphy is the guy that I was talking about. Well, there you go. M double A I L K. If okay. it's Malik, that's a great way. Or yeah, anyway, it's a great name. He's a four star, ninety three overall from California. I think he's a redshirt freshman. Micaiah, let's look at Texas's schedule. You said, what did you give them? What did you just give them? I say, I mean, they have to go ten and two. Sark's okay. go, Sark's gonna. Unfortunately, Sark's being fired if they don't go ten and two. Uh, and he'll go be a uh, he'll go back to Alabama for one year and then go get another head coaching job. 
Uh, all right, September second, so week number one. They're at versus Rice. They're at home with Rice. Am I, am I predicting these, or are you just going through them for the uh, people's knowledge? Because you, you said ten and two, they have to go ten and two. For this one, it's like let's just go through the predictions. The other one, they'll just we'll just kind of go over, and you can we'll play okay. off of it. All right, all right. So because we said ten win. and two, you have to find ten wins. You know, right? Okay, Rice is a win. Yeah, Rice Easy. is a win. Then they're at Alabama. Hmm. I'm gonna say win. Now, does Quinn Ewers get injured again? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know d- d- because this is the whole thing. I also thought Texas could have won ten with the way Quinn Ewers looked in that game last year. Yeah, I thought that that oh Texas if he stays healthy they win that game. I'm like oh well that's that's an easy 11 win college football playoff team right there. And then he gets hurt. He's in and out of the lineup. Uh, I'm gonna say win. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, 16th September 16th, week three at Baylor. I mean at Wyoming. Sorry. Uh, obviously win. Uh, week uh, then at Baylor. Sorry, I'm win not over that. Who is talking to me? Uh, then Kansas. They're at their home for Kansas. Uh, that's a loss. You're gonna say that's one of the gonna be the games they drop just randomly. They lose to Kansas all the time. In like That's the fair. last four years, all they do is lose to Kansas. Kansas is going to be an interesting one. We'll come back Kansas to that. Kansas is going to be very interesting. I think uh, they lose to Kansas, though. Cotton Bowl on October 7th. And they Dallas. win that. They win that. Uh, Houston, which is a conference a, a, game. A new a newcomer. They win that. They're at Houston. They're, they're home against BYU. They win that conference game again. They're uh, home against Kansas. You already said State. Kansas. Uh, uh, that okay. That I think that's another. Lo- Wait, they're at home. They're at home versus Kansas State. And real quick, back up to Kansas. They're at Kansas or away. They are at home against Kansas. They get okay. the whole state of Kansas at home this year. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna say they beat Kansas State. Okay. Uh, they're away at TCU and Iowa State. Win win. And then they're at home against Texas Tech on November 24th. It would be a very Texas thing to do to lose that game. Well, you only gave them one loss right now. So... No, I, I think that Bama game could go either way. Yeah. I, th- I think you're getting a lot either... So, Bama's coin flip, and let's just say they lose to Bama. I think they're losing to one of the Kansas schools at home. That's fair. Everyone else, I think they're fine. Oh, see, this is what I was wondering for my technical. This is, again, the only team that I did any prep on. Uh, the one question I had with Quinn Ewers, he's, he showed that, you know, he probably did like three drives that he was on before Arch Manning took over for him officially. And he showed the ability that he was healthy. He was able to push the ball down the field. He looked explosive. And my thing was like, all right, Texas is going to be good. Their wideouts are good. Their quarterback is good. It's going to be up to their offensive line and their run game. And I didn't know he got all five starters returning on the yes. offensive line. That's a good thing. Yeah, it is. So, I I mean, I think 10-2 is very feasible with that schedule. And it's a coin flip. I think it's 11-1 if they beat Bama. So, let's jump over since we were talking about them and they're interesting. We're going to go up north to Kansas in the Jayhawks. Um, six and seven started off with a gangbuster barnstormer of a season last year. They went from six and seven, two and 10 to six and seven. 
Uh, Lance Leipold again. The, me- the memorable moment was like, hey, we didn't lose that bad. You won two games in this first season. And he's like, that's the expectation here. We need to change that. So 17, know, starter, 17 starters back of 22, including dynamic tor- quarterback Jalen Daniels. It wouldn't be a surprise to see Kansas take another big step forward in 2023. I would agree with that. Dark horse candidate in the Big 12 would agree with that. Defense gave up 35.5 points a game. It, they play Big 12 defense, but they play Big 12 o- offense. Leipold's group is solid at linebacker. Should improve the secondary. But the front uh, four is a concern with all four starters departing. So this is going to kind of come down. I, again, I think it's for Kansas, it's going to be the one-score games. Do they win those or do they lose those? They were in a bunch of one-score games last year, including the the national champion runner-up TCU. They easily could have won that. We did the live stream in that game. Oh, I uh, forgot about that. Yes, we did. That was our first live stream last year. I, I think that they're over 500 this year, but I'm not sure how much. Well, let's go over their schedule let's since you have that. Um, again, you don't have to do it. I'll just go over it. Then you can kind of keep track in your head. Missouri State, uh, home of Missouri State, home against Illinois, away at Nevada, uh, uh, home against BYU. Uh, obviously that's go ahead. Home against BYU. Okay. That's a win. They're three and one. Okay. Uh, they're at Texas. That's a loss. Okay. They're, uh, home against UCF. Yeah, I I think they lo- end up losing Texas and Kansas State gets kind of- home to UCF. You said yeah, yeah. I think that that's a win. Uh, they're at Oklahoma State. Oh, at OK State, uh, that's a loss. Uh, they are home against Oklahoma. That's a win. Oh, I'm sensing the theme at Iowa State. That's a win. Uh, at Kansas State. That's a loss. And at Cincinnati, that's a win. As far as their conference game, conference schedule goes, they have a very light schedule. Yeah, because they they play all four new. No, they don't play Houston. Three of the four new schools that are coming in. Yeah, and I I think they're very good. They're going to be a very good home squad. Listen, those fans are going to turn out. There's nothing to do in Kansas. Okay, yeah. nothing. At I mean, all they to... they got they got rowdy for the case for the K State game. They got rowdy for the upset against Texas two years ago. They're already talking about making that stadium better for fans. Yeah. They they had a sold out uh, by the third week. They had sold out uh, games already, and that, that hadn't been done in 17 years. That's eight and four based on my calculation. That's a good jump forward from six and seven. Yeah. Then in, and then in Lance Lightpool in year four. You're going to have a senior quarterback probably in Jalen Daniels. Your defense is going to be better, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're really pushing the envelope in the Big 12 for 10-2. and two. Oklahoma, Texas depart. So Texas is no longer there, so you can't get that easy win for you. Yeah. So it's 8-4 uh, it's eight, eight and four would be awesome for Kansas. Uh, that would be awesome. And for the record, Micaiah, that is putting – that is your expectation. You're thinking 8-4? and four? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. If I'm that Kansas, is a huge jump for a Kansas program in three years. Yeah, it, going from two and ten to yeah. eight and four in two years. Yeah, but then again, if the ball bounces their way twice, they're ten and two, staring down the ba- barrel of a Big Twelve title game shot. 
wouldn't surprise me either. Wouldn't surprise me, Dark Horse, but eight and four, ecstatic. Those fans are awesome. Uh, I'm going to jump to what I think will probably be the most surprising and what got us the most views ever on this channel. We're going to go talk about Oklahoma. Maybe we'll put them in our title and get more clicks. Oklahoma, Brent Vanables, new coach. What was his record? He uh, was 0-5 in last. I don't remember what the record was last it, year. In one-store games, I think they were. They went 6-6. Six and six. That sounds about right. I was going to say like 8-4. and four. So, yeah, 6-6 six and six checks out. Um, this is his second year defensive-minded coach. I don't know. I feel like there was so much turmoil last year with Lincoln and Riley leaving, them bringing Brett Vettables in. Yes, I don't like it because, again, defensive-minded coach. But they went 6-7 and seven if you include the bowl game loss. Thanks. Um, yeah, they, they were 0-5 in one-score games. You might see some improvement there. They're, for a defensive-minded head coach, their defense was just awful. They allowed six yards I'm remembering of per yeah. snapping conference play. The Sooners should rebound back into the top 25. Venomland hit the portal hard to help the defense. And in the second year under this staff, should the group should grow and improvement. Here, um, Marvin Mims... Departed last offseason. Jeff Lebby, who was under Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and then came on over uh, to Oklahoma, is great. They have Dylan Gabriel and Gavin Schock um, and Javante Barnes leading the offense. But here's the thing. Like you said, it's a defensive-minded head coach in an offensive league, in an offensive conference, leading Oklahoma. And... Oklahoma hasn't really like they had great like so Bob Stoops was awesome won the natty then there was a bunch a whole lot of nothing under Bob Stoops Mm -hmm. then he hired Lincoln Riley and it was a whole bunch of success and then Lincoln Riley had a whole bunch of success but no chance no national championships to follow so I I don't I'm not buying the Brent Venables hype I'm really not He'll improve the defense, which Oklahoma hasn't had a good defense since probably 1998. Or actually, first losing season since 98. So since like they won the Natty in 2000. Um, but I don't, I'm not an Oklahoma believer. So the 2023 recruiting class, they ranked sixth. Um, above, funny enough, now most of these were probably Lincoln Riley recruits, above USC. Um, and I'm curious, I want to look at their, their transfer for this year, which is 2023 or 2024. Um, yeah, 2023, w- they rank eighth according to 24-7 sports. Yeah. So I'm just giving you that more information like you were saying. They really brought in a lot of people. But also, oh. o- Oklahoma, their boosters aren't going to be forgiving either. I mean, if they, they, if they go seven and six this year or eight and four... You're heading into SEC play with no momentum, because eight and four in the Big Twelve yeah. is five and seven in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. so I mean, in order for the boosters to be happy with Brent Venables going into SEC play, you have to be going nine and three, ten and two. 
You have 100%. to. Hundred percent. I think. I think it's fair to say his his seat is a little warm. While I don't think it's necessarily hot, I think it's a little warm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a shame. I think every head coach should at least get three seasons without question. It's three seasons without gauging temperature of seats. Then after that, then you can start turning up the heat a little bit. But, um, I mean, he's not going to get it. Go through their schedule, and I'll show you. I, I, Arkansas I State. And that's a win, obviously. SMU. Both those games are at home. Uh, yeah, win, win. Okay, they're 2-0 and just like last year. At Tulsa. Okay, that's another win. At Cincinnati. Here we go. At Cincinnati. Yeah. That's a win. Post Luke Fickle. Yeah, yeah no, post Luke Fickle. They're not, yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah. Win, they're not doing. They're 4-0, and, a, and they were, four, and I think they went, were 6-0 and last year, or they were 4-0. and They were very, they started hot. Luke Fickle went to Wisconsin, right? Correct, yeah. I forget who went to Nebraska, who went to Wisconsin. They get they confused and, me. And we'll get to Cincinnati and their new head coach. They're uh, Iowa State. Iowa State, that's a loss. They're Texas. At, at, at Iowa State or home? They are home against Texas. No, I mean, I, home against Iowa State. They're not home against Texas. Okay, well, Iowa State's in October, so that's a loss. Anyway. They're September, but that's okay. It's October. Uh, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. On, that's what I already said it was a loss yep, yep. when I did um, Texas. They're home against UCF. Home against UCF. Oh, I'll give them a win. That's idle, by the way. So that's okay. a bye week before, but uh, after bye week, um, at Kansas. I forget what I said for Kansas for that. I think I said loss. So yeah, that's loss. Uh, Bedlam on November fourth, Oklahoma State. I at think Oklahoma I, State at Oklahoma State. That's a loss. Yeah. Um, they are home against West Virginia. I think they, that's a win. I'm not too high on West Virginia. However, they'll probably end up winning the whole thing. Um, the, their, their last three are against three, three-letter schools. You have WVU, you have BYU, and you have TCU. Okay, so so their WVU you already said is 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 a win. Yeah, and then B, they're at BYU. That's a loss. And then they're home against TCU. I think that's a win. So that's seven and five. Yeah, TCU lost all three. Yeah, we'll, um, we're going to go over them. Okay, 7-5. and five. That's nice of you, I think. Yeah, but, I, th- I mean, I'm going to put them at 6-6. Six and six. Like, that's the type of team that they seem like. I th- I honestly, and if they go 6-6, six and six, he's out of his job. There's no way that someone doesn't yell at somebody and go, we're going to take a 6-6, six and six, two back-to-back 6-6 six and six coach into the SEC. Well. I just don't understand how people are rating Oklahoma so high. They're rating on brand alone. Yeah, that's why. That's why. They're rating on Lincoln Riley's people who didn't decommit from Oklahoma when he recruited them. They're four five-star five recruits that they brought in and a good transfer portal. And they're seeing that and going, yeah, uh, materials equal quality. When that's not the case. They got to put the coaches together, think, and the coaches actually have to be able to do what they Brennerville, need to do. I think Brennan Venables is an awesome defensive coordinator. He's a yeah. perfect defensive coordinator because he's 100%. high energy. He calls the right place. He's very aggressive. Yeah, but it just it sometimes you just got to go with the vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you got to go back to 1970, sit around the campfire, pass around a J, and mellow the vibe. And Venables and Oklahoma. Oklahoma especially just doesn't fit my vibe, and something's off there. And I think they're seven and five. 
We'll see if he. We'll see if he's right. We'll see if he's wrong. Let's jump. We got to actually do someone else other than the big names. Let's take a new. Let's take a crack at one of the new guys. Let's look at UCF. Okay. So UCF is coming from the AAC. Yep. They have them uh, again. Athlon Sports has them the ninth best team. Dynamic quarterback John Rice Plumley. He plays both be- uh, baseball and football. Gus Malzahn, who oh. was an SEC coach That's at huge Auburn, for UCF right now. Yeah, right now that looking pretty good. This is the best. Uh, should have the best season. Four newcomers in. He's one of four. Malzahn needs to identify a couple of new starters in the trenches, as well as uh, Plumley supporting cast. Kobe Hudson and Javon Baker, Javon Baker, and running back R.J. Harvey, they are strong. Addison Williams was promoted to defensive signal caller after Travis Williams departed to Arkansas. However, UCF's wasn't defense wasn't great. He inherited six returning starter, including Oof. including all Big Twelve Oof. pick Ricky Barber and Trey Traymon Morris Brash up front yikes six returning defenses they're gonna get slaughtered more than half that's more than yeah by one i mean (laughs) michigan's also returning like six starters so yeah but they're not ucf i mean okay so here's the deal let's look at you okay let me be fair gus malzahn was a pretty good recruiter at Auburn if I'm remembering correctly that's where he came from right yeah he was a good recruiter he I mean Auburn's always going to recruit well they're going to get Alabama sloppy seconds because they're in the same state what he's not good at is calling plays he likes to he takes the uh, video game approach if it works once it's going to work again and you just keep calling in and like one out of five times it's going to hit um I don't think he's calling plays here but he's a good coach like he is a good non-SEC coach. And I think he might have a lot of success in the Big 12. Uh, I think he he might as well. Yikes. He was ranked 50th in 2023. He got 15 commits in 2023. He got 18 transfers in. Most of those, as you can imagine, three stars. Yeah. Um, and in recruiting as well. So I thought they, for some reason, did a lot better than I'm remembering. Apparently not. But UCF's one of those schools that until they pop off in a big conference, like the Big 12, they're really, like, they're just going to have to get people and they're going to have to develop and and go from there. So let's go over their schedule. I was literally just about to go there. Home against Kent State. Uh, That's a win. At Boise State. That's a loss. Home against Villanova. Obviously, that's a win. Yeah. I would hope. uh, Then we're into the at Kansas. I think I said that was a loss, so they're two and two. At Kansas State, sorry. Uh, Either way, it's two and two. Okay. Uh, Home against Baylor. We should have made a spreadsheet. I uh, so so we should have. We tried this last year and it just didn't work out. I think they beat uh, again. Their home field advantage is ridiculous. They're in the bounce house. So I think that's a win. Okay. Um, that was Baylor, right? Yeah. Then they're at Kansas. I think I said that's a loss, so that's three and three. Yeah. Uh, by week, then at Oklahoma. 
that that's a loss. I I said. Yeah, I think you said you that was a loss. Uh, at, versus West Virginia, that's a home. win. Okay, at Cincinnati, that's a win. Versus Oklahoma State, uh, at their home, Oklahoma State. Yes, and that's a win. At Texas Tech, uh, I'm gonna say loss. Versus Houston at home with Houston, that's a win. I think. I think one of the things we're what do you five. got? Seven and five. Seven and five. I think, and again, I I might flip that. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think what we're gonna find two things. This is my this is my genius take that you're gonna get from me before we move on. Okay. One, we're gonna find out that Florida players don't necessarily know what they're doing, and they're gonna have a welcome to the NFL moment when they come up and meet these corn-fed Midwestern Southern boys. Which, I mean, to be fair, it's national at this point, but, like, the vibe is different. You know, it's the largest school at UCF. Right. The second thing is, is we're going to see teams not know how to handle Orlando. Because uh, yeah. to, to yeah, be no, 100, you're, you're from right. a weather perspective right. and, from a, and from a vibe perspective, you can't really, yeah, okay, Oklahoma, okay, Austin, but, like, there's not... Nothing's as deafening as a true fan base. It's not. They don't bring the size, but you're right. It's the weather, and it's a combination of... It's relaxed because it's Orlando and Disney's right across the street. That's funny. That's probably... Yes, you're right. That's the most genius take you've had all podcast. A lot of teams are going to find out that they don't know how to handle Orlando. The best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. So here's the deal: they went nine and four last year. Yeah. In the AAC, they almost yeah. won it. Tulane won it. So I'm just saying that they're going to get clipped by some Big Twelve teams, at least three. Seven and five isn't bad in a new conference. It's not. Uh, no, and that's th- but, that's uh, what people. And also, that doesn't put them ninth. Are you writing these down, by the way? What my winners? No, the team and the records. I mean, I can. We should have been re- writing those down. We you know. should have been doing this. <laughs> I never did. I should, and now I'm gonna have to re- erase all my notes from last year. You can move them to a separate page. <coughs> I can what now? We can archive them, bro. I don't know how to do that. Uh, just move them to hit the enter button until there's a blank page, and then start typing on the blank page. I mean, I don't need all my stuff from last year. Maybe we want them for posterity's sake. I mean, we kind of do. So wait, just keep going to a blank page. Yeah, and then just start writing on the new page. Are you going to actually archive these, or is these going to be like later? I mean, I'll probably archive them on a different page that you okay. have access to. But you know, okay. So, so, so in production. We, we we said Texas was ten and two, right? Yeah. I said Texas with send in two. This is great podcasting, everyone. Uh, go look at our Instagram at fourth one podcast if you're bored. Oh, and we're 40 minutes in, and we have only done four of the 13 teams. Yeah, yeah, we're going to speed up here. Uh, who else did we do? We did Oklahoma. Yep. Who was what? Seven and five? Yeah. We did. You said seven and we five. We did UCF, which was seven and five. Yeah, and we did Kansas. And we did Kansas, which eight was eight and four. four. Yeah. I spelled Kansas wrong. I That's spelled okay. It right. Okay. 
All right, let, let's uh, speed up the pace. The everybody. team we all forget is in the Big 12 because they shouldn't be West Virginia Mountaineers. This is this is, this is is wow, I said that four times. This is do or die yeah. for Neil Brown. He came over from Troy. Troy just won the Sun Belt, I think, or wherever they're from. They're coming off 5-7. and seven. They're, He's 22-25 and 25 overall since taking over in 2019. Defense surrendered 33 points a game. Standout Dante yes. Still will be missed up front. A leaky secondary. 14 plays of 40-plus yards allowed last year. Has to be better. Quarterback battle between Garrett Green and Nico Marcolio will continue into the cool, fall. Man. The offense has solid foundation uh, with a slew of running backs, including C.J. Donaldson. I don't have anything to say other than this team should probably be in the Big Ten at this point, but they start at Penn State September 2nd. All right. This game's close, Yeah, and, but if they win this, West Virginia's winning the Big 12. Okay, that's just how this is Bold going. prediction. You better put that in the notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. If beat PSU, yeah. yeah, win the Big 12. Is that a rivalry game, technically? Do they have a rivalry there? No, maybe, sort of. I don't know. Penn State thinks they have a rivalry with everyone, but then the Big Ten said, hey, no, you don't. You don't get any rivalry teams. Anyway, that's a song for another time. All right, go ahead. Uh, so I, I think it's close, but that's a loss. So um, there we go. I, we'll pull up their Wikipedia because now I'm curious. Um, they they Pittsburgh travels to them twice. They have Duquesne, a.k.a. Duquesne. Right, that's a win. Yeah, and then they have the backyard brawl versus Pittsburgh. I think they finally get that, so that's a win. I think they're 2-1. and one. Didn't, they lo- didn't they get it last year? No, they lost. Oh, look at that. Okay, then they're... Uh, all home games here. Texas Tech. All home games here. Texas Tech. I'm going to go. That's a loss. TCU. That's a win. Okay. Then they're idle. So that's four home games. They start away, then get four home games, and uh-huh. they're going to Houston. That Two Houston's a loss. I Yeah, I think that's going to be a trouble one for them. I don't think Houston's going to do that great, but that's a trouble one. Versus Oklahoma State. They get Oklahoma State at home. Uh, that's a win. They're down to Disney at UCF. What, that was a, I said that was a loss. They're, I, yeah. Yeah. They're uh, at home with BYU. That's a win. The opposite ends of the conference there. Yep. They're at Oklahoma. Uh, that That's a loss, I said. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, home with Cincinnati. That's a win. And at Baylor. That's a loss. Six and six. Okay. So, okay. Not too shabby. Not too bad, but Neil, Neil Brown doesn't keep his job with six and six. That's fair. They do. Penn State on their Wikipedia page does has West Virginia listed. Yeah, well, Penn State convinced and Van Gogh F themselves. So <laughs> nice. They don't even have a name for it. It's the Pennsylvania West Virginia Whatever, football rivalry. Well, wait, no. Hold on. Penn State leads the series 48-9-2. How is that a rivalry? It's not. It's a beatdown. Yeah, it's not. Okay, moving on. Let's go to the who you picked to be last in the conference. Okay. Cincinnati. 
<laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. For for sure, for sure. Because <laughs> like, come on, you've you've made them basically lose every single game. Okay, so their their Lord and Savior Luke Fickle has left for greener have, pastures in Oklahoma. I have made them lose like every game this year. You have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta find some way to not contradict myself here, but yeah. still. You will, and I will make fun of you if you do it. Bearcats have won at least nine games, including a college football playoff berth in 21. They moved from the American to the Big 12. This is a much harder conference. Uh, New coach Scott Satterfield coming from Louisville, where he came from Appalachian State when they were in the FCS, came to Louisville, didn't really have a lot of success here, so he goes to Cincinnati. Defense held teams to 20.6 points a game. Not going to have that much, uh, especially with a rising star, Dante Calderon, back up front. Getting to a bowl will be uh, challenging, and it will hinge on how far Scatterfield can develop an offense. So former Florida and Arizona State signal caller Emery Jones is expected to start under center. Oh, yeah, they're definitely losing every game. Transport for Porter will provide reinforcements for whatever. Who cares? Just get on with the schedule. No one cares about They start at home with Eastern Kentucky. That's a win. Then they're at Pittsburgh. I think that's a, I think that's a loss. Okay, that's fair. They're home against Miami of Ohio. That's a win. Okay. Then they're in Oklahoma. I that's a loss. Sorry, they're home against Oklahoma. Yeah, Still I, a loss. I think I see good. They're them. at BYU. I think that's a loss. Okay. Idle then to Iowa State. I think that's a win. Sorry, home against Iowa State oh, yeah, and even home more versus th- Baylor. Uh, home versus Baylor. I think that's a loss to Baylor, Beat and but they beat Iowa State. At Oklahoma State? At Oklahoma is a loss. Versus UCF, they're home versus UCF. I gave them a loss already. They're at Houston. I'm going to give them a win. Okay, and yeah. then they're at West Virginia. I gave them a loss there. Yep, and they're home against Kansas. I think that's a loss again. Yeah, you gave them a loss. That's four and eight. Like they like the thing said, write it down. It's going to be tough to get a ball game for, Can- I, for Cincinnati. I, I just don't and it sucks. Scott Scatterfield. He's uh, the worst you, coach in this. He's dude, worse than Brent Venables. You and I agree one hundred percent on this. The worst, the worst thing for Cincinnati is the fact that they needed to do good this year if they wanted to recruit again because they brought in Luke Fickle. He recruited, but then all of his recruits left. He did okay the next two years, and then now what? And well, that's the issue. Well, the fact that I have to ask now what well, is the issue? Right, and let's look at it. Brian Kelly was there at Cincinnati, ten and two, mm-hmm. eleven and one, whatever he was, left. Nothing. Terrible. Right. right. Luke Fickle comes along, rebuilds that program. Yep. Now you get Scott Satterfield, a whole bunch of question marks. You can't do it at Louisville. Louisville and Cincinnati are the same level of program. Yep. One's just in the ACC. Did Scott Satterfield have um, Lamar? No. Okay. I thought he that was, was after Bobby Lamar. Petrino. Yes. Lovely motorcycle neck brace himself. Yes. Okay. There's another trend emerging here for you, Micaiah. Okay. 
And let me see if I can find him here real quick. Louisville was eight and five last year in the ACC, by the way, okay. under Scott Satterfield, which yeah. isn't bad. It's but a bowl game. It's a bowl game, but Emory Jones is not a good quarterback. I don't know what he's going to think he's going to get out of it. I, I don't. I don't remember. So let let's go to this guy. Come after me. Oh. I'm a man. Okay. I'm forty. Somehow this dude hasn't died yet. Doesn't look like he's aged at all. Grew a mullet, and is somehow always in the running for the Big Twelve. Uh, he hasn't now had referred lose- to as the Big Thirteen. He hasn't had a losing record since 2005, and it might be at at. Let me start over. He hasn't had a losing record since 2005, Mike Gundy, that is, and that might be in jeopardy in 2023. He has more question marks surrounding the program than ever before, and it's safe to assume that this team can find a way to a winning mark and a bull. No, I don't believe that at all. I'm just reading things. Um, (laughs) It's going to be a bunch of coin flip games. They won't have to play Texas, 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 or TCU. Well, that's helpful. Quarterback battle between Alec Bowman, Michigan transfer, Garrett Rangel, and true freshman Zane Flores is set to pick up this fall. Listen, when Mike Gundy has a battle at quarterback, his teams do not do well. When his teams know who the starting quarterback is going into fall, his teams do well and perform well. They're always good for upsets at home in late October, November. So keep that in mind as we're and doing the schedule. And they'll always give, well, when Oklahoma's good, they'll always give Oklahoma and Texas a run for their money. So they do have Ollie Gordon the second and J.D. Nixon, two running backs behind an experienced offensive line. New defensive, he likes to run the ball. New defensive coordinator, uh, Brian Nardo, was a surprising hire from Gannon. Who the, f- who the F is I'll look him up. Gannon. What's his name? Just uh, Brian. Oh, maybe Gannon's the school. I would assume Brian Narvo. Nardo, N A R D O. This is great podcasting. The transition to a three-three-five scheme might take some time. That's not what I want to hear. But the three, they're switching three, defensive schemes. They're switching defensive schemes to and a three-three-five. Th- yeah, have I mean, you heard of a more Big Thirteen f- scheme? No. Because that is Dude. a big that's a Big Twelve scheme right there three three yeah. five well, you know big who 13. you know who co- coined that Rich Rodriguez at West, in West Virginia at West Virginia okay so for the record this Brian Nardo do defensive coordinator um, first year at OSU sixteen years overall in Ohio um, coaching that is tw- two thousand and eight oh maybe that's where he graduated from. Um, Dude doesn't have a Wikipedia page. That's how you know this is. Uh, he was at the NCAA, the the two level. So he came from. Oh. All right. He well, was a, he, he was a he was last the linebackers coach at Youngstown State. This is me rolling the dice. This is Oklahoma State this year rolling the dice. And let's start him off with the win against Central Arkansas, and they're at Arizona State. Uh, that's a win and a win. He starts okay. off strong. Arizona State, not very good. Make this it year. three. Make it against a very good. Oh wait, South Alabama. That's not USA. Yeah, that is USA. Uh, the Polar Bears of South Alabama. Are they, they get at, them at or home. Are they at home. They're at home. Okay, three and zero. Yeah. Uh, guys, remember the Polar Bears were good last year. Um, at Iowa State, 
Uh, that's a loss. By week, then they get Kansas at home, Kansas State at home. Uh, that's a loss. This is hard. Then they get Kansas at home, and I think I gave them a loss there too. So they're three and three. Okay, they're at West Virginia. I think I gave them the win there. We're testing Makai's knowledge here. Yeah. They're, they're fourth bedlam against Oklahoma. I believe you gave them the win there. Yeah, um, I did give them the win there. Thank yes. you. Yes. They're at UCF. I gave them the loss there. They are at Houston. I'll give them a win there. And then they are ho- they are home against BYU to finish the season. I must have missed a game there. Um, at home, BYU, uh, that's a win. I have seven and four, but I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be eight and four. It's either eight and four or seven and five. Either makes total sense for this team. I'll I give agree them with you, four. but don't be surprised if they drop three games out of nowhere. No, or and and then don't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to South Alabama. Yeah, and then just rip off six straight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're looking up at the end of the season and you're like, Oklahoma State's in the title game? That, that's how the Big 12 is. I feel like you like any team except for this is, except for Cincinnati and West Virginia, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I could see this title game happening. That's fine. We're going to leave leave the defending, cha- the defending title guys putting the pin in it. We're over halfway there. We are over halfway there, uh, living on a prayer. Iowa State. Okay. The fighting Matt Campbells. Dude, has he taken a nosedive in the past two years? Yeah, 4-8 last year. He didn't have an uh, experienced quarterback. And um, holy crap, did Brock Purdy show how good of a quarterback yeah, he yeah. is. So, uh, missed out on bowl game and first losing mark since 2016. Don't expect Matt Campbell's team to be down for long. I would agree with that. Hunter Decker is required. Returns at quarterback after ranking fourth in the conference in total yardage with 268 game, throwing 19 touchdowns. He needs a new number one wide receiver. Xavier Hutchinson left for the NFL. Iowa's defensive certainly wasn't the problem as they led the Big 12 in fewest points allowed. That's back-to-back seasons. They always have a great defense. Um, with They allowed 20 points, and they had the number one defense, rush defense in the conference. Seven starters provide a strong foundation for coordinator John Heacock. Nice. But the defense will miss edge rusher MJ McDonald the fourth and MJ Anderson. Lots of MJs there, along mm-hmm. with safeties Anthony Johnson. Again, all brought to you by Athlon Sports. Let's do it. They are much more positive than you have been so far. Let's put it that way yep. against Iowa State. Uh-huh. Uh, they start off with a, with a win against a tough, but it still be a win against FCS rivals Northern Iowa. Okay. Do you yep. agree? I'm, I'm asking. Yep. Okay. Win. Good. Yep. Then uh, they're, they all, always almost lose that game. Well, Northern Iowa was one of the best FCS teams. Right. You have to always remember that. It's yeah, fair, but they almost almost so, lose. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. They're they're at first two games are at home. Northern Iowa, then Iowa. They're staying in the cornfields. I think they start two and zero. I don't think Iowa really kind of starts picking up until later. Till later. Yeah, yeah. You and I agree with that. They're at Ohio in drug capital Athens. Three and zero. A bunch of teams are in the Big Twelve starting three and zero this year. They're all playing cupcakes. That's really? why they're versus Athens, Athens, Ohio is the drug capital of the world. 
dude, do you not remember when Joe Burrow was like getting tossed around? He's like, yeah, it's like really rough down here, and it's like that's where Joe Burrow's from. He's from I, Athens, bro. I have no idea. Okay. Anyway, okay. Continue three zero. Um, my favorite. Sorry, side note. My favorite video still is the video when it was JT Barrett, and behind JT Barrett was who was behind JT Barrett. Um, uh, uh, not not uh, the Justin Fields. Yeah, and behind Justin Fields was Joe Burrow. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that's still or one of my it, favorite. It was videos. Uh, Haskin, the the guy who just got. Has- Haskins Barrett Fieldsborough. Yeah, so- that's what it was. All right, sure. Um, okay. Oklahoma State at home, twenty third of September. I think I gave them the win there, or I'm uh, thinking I gave Oklahoma State the win there. So lost yes. for Iowa. So there's three and one. Yeah. Um, at Oklahoma, that is a win for four, four and one. Yes, yep. you gave it. You gave it to Iowa State, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. Yep. Versus TCU. It's a win. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm um, not high on C- TCU either, so go ahead. Yeah, well, we're going to find that out We're going to find out that. At Cincinnati. At Cincinnati, that's... I think I gave Cincinnati the win there. So a loss. Yep. Uh, at Baylor. At Baylor. I'm going to give them another loss. Cool. Um, against Kansas. I gave Kansas the win there. Okay. At BYU. I'll give them the win there. Uh, versus Texas. Home against Texas. Loss there. And at Kansas State. I'll give them a win. So I, I think they're 7-5. and five, But honestly, I think they're all one-score games. Yeah. I think all their losses are one-score games. If Oklahoma State is a roll of the dice, Iowa State is the flip of the coin. Yeah, for sure. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome for that soundbite. That's a perfectly good soundbite. Since we're there, and we we've teased you guys long enough. TCU Horn Frogs. <laughs> so TCU, I can tell you right off the bat, is replacing their running back, their quarterback, their wide receiver, and their I got to find them in here, and their. Uh, defensive secondary person. Where oh, they have them four. Um, it won't be easy for Sonny Dykes. Uh, they're replacing Max Duggan, Kendra Milner, Quinton Johnston. New quarterback Chandler Morris is a breakout candidate. He is a air raid coming from SMU, which I think Sonny Dykes recruited and coached a little bit there. He's reached stock talent well through the portal. I don't believe that. Although the defense are losing a couple key starters, cornerback Josh Newton will anchor the defense. Cornerback, I should say. Um, it's never good when your cornerback has to anchor the defense. Let's run them through because I'm not very high on them. TCU was ranked 20th in transfer. They start with Colorado. We've had this discussion. That's a win for TCU. No, it's a loss for TCU. Oh, you. Yes. I thought you said I thought I thought no, the comp- I, no when we've when we've done this before you've given TCU no, the win. Uh-uh. I have said Dion, here's Colorado. Dion's going to walk into Fort Worth and have his team pumped up and beat TCU on the road. And then the hype train's going to start in Colorado and then 3 weeks later he's going to get mollywhopped by Oregon followed by USC. 
I can confirm I am wrong. Makai is right there. Okay, September 9th, TCU is at Nichols. Uh, that's a win. So one and one. We're yep. back on track. At Houston. That is a loss. Conference game over to Sonny Dyke's old stomping ground, SMU. That's not a conference game. SMU. SM- Houston was the conference game. Oh, Normally oh, you play three I non-conference see, games. See, so okay. they're taking so, a break so and two. between SMU on the 23rd. Yeah, two and two. Two and two. They beat uh, SMU. Okay. Uh, home against West Virginia. Uh, Don't I, remember what I, you gave us. I think I gave West Virginia the win there. So Okay. We do this every year like we find it we, interesting, and I do. I just No one else probably does. Okay, Iowa State. We'll speed up. Uh, Iowa State, that's a loss again. BYU? That's uh, home or away? Uh, home. Uh, sure, win. Uh, at Kansas State. Loss. By week, Texas Tech. Uh, win. Texas. Loss. Baylor. Loss. Oklahoma. Win. Okay. Uh, a little bit more interesting. What do you guys have on? Five and seven? Eight and four and eight? I think that's... I told you five and seven. I've been screaming this from the it's rooftops. Not, but bro, I'm they, not saying you're wrong. With, and I've been hearing it this entire they, time. They I were, wouldn't be surprised were, if somehow they pull off six and six. They were nine but and they're oh, not, I, they were nine and oh last year, I think, in one score games. Yeah. And now they don't got the leadership. Unless Sonny Dykes turns out to be one of the greatest football coaches of all time, which True. who knows? Maybe. He might turn into be. We Maybe. never know. I don't know. We never know when they start, right? Yeah. Okay. I got to do it. We're going to scroll up here. We got to go to the Mormons in the mountains. It's BYU. Okay. We're alphabetical. The Cougars. Dude, I don't know anything about this since the Cougar catcher himself, who is now sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Zach Wilson. Um. So I guess they got pit. Transfer quarterback Keaton Slowness to nope. court to lean on their quarterback. They're leaning on the portal uh, to fill gaps up front and r- in running back. Their defense struggled. Twenty nine and a half points a game was allowed last year. They were pushed around too much. They allowed one hundred and seventy five yards rushing. Basically, Hill worked as they hired a new coach Jay Hill. He worked as Weber State's head coach from 2014 to 2022. So they're kind of breaking in new pieces kind of all around in BYU. So here's the funny thing. Above BYU on the transfer portal is California. And BYU also was an independent all this time. So now they're actually going to have to play in a conference. In a conference. Um, And they are religious school. I don't know how how religious i'm pretty sure not notre dame but like they're somewhere between notre dame and liberty i think no you know? i think they're worse than liberty you th- you think they're more strict than liberty oh yeah for what sure saying? for sure from what i see okay well that would make recruiting harder okay 100%. i just assumed okay 100 um the f- this is what i find funny above them 17 16 and 15 california kentucky indiana below them Florida, TCU, Michigan, Oklahoma State in the transfer. I don't know why I find that funny. I just find it funny. Let's go over their schedule. They start Sam Houston. Sam Houston State, that's a win. Sure. Southern Utah. Win. I don't even know who Southern Utah is. Arkansas is. I'm looking them up right now. That is a loss. They are the Thunderbirds. Okay. They're in the Big Sky Conference. They're in 
at FCS school, Southern Utah is. Uh, Kansas. That is a loss. Cincinnati. That is a loss, I think. I think you gave them a win. Uh, By week, TCU. Uh, that That's a loss for them again. Yeah. Texas Tech. Uh, I'm going to say loss again. At home or Texas. away? Home or away? Uh, home against Texas Tech. Yeah, all right. Win. The fighting Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, at Texas? Loss. At West Virginia? Loss. Uh, Iowa State? Loss. Oklahoma? Loss. Oklahoma State? Loss. Three and nine. I think they're going to be, I don't know where or how, they're going to be closer to six wins than f- than three. than three. I just think it's a lot of breaking in and you're finally playing in a conference to where you're not playing when everyone else is in cup, is in but conference play. You get to play. You're giving them a better time than Cincinnati. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm what not. do you give Cincinnati? Four and eight. Yeah, and you just gave them three wins. BYU three wins. Yeah, so I'm giving them a harder time. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. So? Don't communicate yeah, well. Yeah, and? There's no way BYU does worse in Cincinnati this year. 100%. Interesting. Mark it down. Simeon thinks Makai right, is wrong right. about this. Um. All right. So let's just – we'll go to Baylor because we haven't talked about them. And dear Lord, Baylor, can you have a softer schedule to start? Okay. I'm listening. Just for the first three games, minus Utah, which I guess, yeah, that's a, they have Texas State and Long Island. Sure. So that's two and zero. Oh. They are. Uh, they were the Big Twelve champion in twenty one, and then they were six yeah. and seven last year. Defensive regress out of nowhere. Re- regress out of nowhere. You're right. Allowed thirty one points a game. Um, they forced f- fewer turnovers. Blake Sharpen was ranked ninth in the Big 12 in red zone offense. Transfer Sawyer Robinson pushed for the starting job in the spring, but Coach Dave Aranda named Sharpen number one in May. Dave Aranda is a defensive-minded head coach. He's coming from that Louisville or the LSU squad that won a whole bunch of games. So here we go. Go ahead. So they're 2-0. I think, all right. Uh, Well, no. They start 1-1 because they they face Utah week two. Oh, okay, great. 1-1. And then and then Long Island, so two, two and, and one. one. Yep. Then they're then Texas loss. UCF. Uh, I think win. Texas Tech win. Cincinnati. Uh, that's a win, I think. Iowa State. That was a loss. Houston. Uh, well, sure win. Kansas State loss. TCU. Uh, that was a win. West Virginia. And that's a win. Hmm. Eight and four? Actually. Yeah, okay. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. think they're the dark horse. I think they could make up two, three of those games of those four lost games. We don't know. We don't know until we're going to see it. We need to go to Houston. Houston! Houston knows how to play non-conference games. Well, at least they're having fun with it. They're staying in the state. Houston's going to regret for playing non-conference games. That's for sure. They have them ranked second to last. This Athlon Sports. Oh, no. That's for sure going to happen. But they're going to look sexy doing it. They they went 12-2 and two in 21 and then 8-5 and five in 22. Won't be easy. Defense is getting back on track. They surrendered 32 points a game. 
up from 20 points into that in uh, 21. Four starters are back for Doug Bulk, new defensive coordinator. Talent up front with, uh, I don't care about any of that. Secondary has to improve. Texas Tech transfer Donovan Smith should be a dynamic addition to quarterback and former West Virginia running back Tony Mathis joins to ease the loss of Alton McCaskill, the fourth, transferred to Colorado. Hmm. That checks out. Uh, Houston, basically, if you put a bunch of license plate and made a car out of them, that's kind of what it is. Looks cool for some reason. Sometimes it works. Sometimes doesn't. They start against UTSA. Loss. Yeah, I think loss. so, too. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, no, loss. <laughs> they don't leave the state of Texas until October. Oh, that's So aw- they start against that's a, UT. That's a good fun fact right there. Yeah. 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 The, so they start against UTSA, then they then they play against Rice. They're at Rice. That's a win. They're home versus TCU. That's uh I think I gave them I think I gave TCU the win, so Yeah, I think you did too. Yep. Uh Sam Houston State. That's a win. Texas Tech. Uh let's go with a at or away. At Texas Tech. Loss. Here's the thing, real quick. Yeah. Because now they're on a bye on October 7th. Yeah. I'm going to give whoever scheduled this a ton of credit. Okay. I think it probably just happened. But you realize that they're basically not traveling past four hours from September until the middle of October where they go to West Virginia. And they lose. Compared to the West of the Big 12, do you know how well-rested they're going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to They're still going to suck, which sucks. But, like... <laughs> they're Dude, two, they're gonna li- be two and four after the game with West Virginia. So <laughs> then they're then they're, then they're still in Texas at Texas, and that's a loss. Kansas State, uh, probably a loss. The last Texas team, Baylor. I think I give them a loss there as well. Cincinnati win. Oklahoma State. Uh, let's go win. Oh, they're nice. And at USC, UCF. Uh, that's a loss. So four yeah. and eight, which they're coming with UCF from the American. Um, I was thought I had another interesting fun fact about that. It slipped my mind, so I don't care. So we're moving on from the Houston Cougars. Did we already do Iowa State? We did Iowa State. We did Kansas. We did did not do. We, we should only have one more team left. Kansas State. Is that who you have left? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Kansas. State. We did it. In only an hour and 15 minutes. No, we didn't do Texas Tech. Damn it. <sighs> <sighs> All right. I feel bad. On. All right, let's push through. We got this. All right. We got this. So- Southern, Southern Missouri for Kansas State. You know what? I don't even care who Kansas State has. They're they're returning. They lost a whole they're bunch. Returning of, enough pieces. They they lost their edge rusher and they lost their running back Deuce Vaughn, but they're returning their quarterback. That's basically yes. the thing. And they return Chris Kleiman, their head coach, coming from North Dakota State. So that's pretty much it. Anyway, Sam Houston. What did you say? Sam Houston State. South Southeastern Missouri. Southeastern Missouri. That's a win. <laughs> Troy. Win. Okay. That's a pretty good Troy team. Missouri. Uh, win. UCF. Win. By week, Oklahoma State. 
I, I, I don't remember who. Are they at or away? They are at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think that was a loss. Yeah. Okay. At Texas Tech? That is a win. TCU. Win. Houston. Wit. Uh, I gave them a win. I think so. Okay, great. Texas? L- okay. I think this is also a win. Oh, spicy Baylor. I gave them a loss there to Baylor. Kansas, Iowa State. I think they beat Kansas you know- and Iowa State. That's 10 and 2. Do you know what you're saying right now, Mikhail? Yeah, that is going to be Texas and Kansas State in the Big 12 title game. Besides that fact, you're saying that the second to last week, you're going to have most likely a 7-2, and two, I think. Yeah. If I'm doing my math Yeah, that right. sounds about right. And a 7-1 and Kansas State team meeting up. Or a nine or the battle for corn. That's awesome. I don't know what the rivalry is called, but it should be that. I'm here for it, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Can you believe that, dude? Two years ago. Oh yeah. Oh, the my state goodness, of yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Going. Oh yeah. This is for the Big Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> this is to play Texas. Yeah. In that's Arlington. gonna be. That's what. We do here at the Sport Fourth and One podcast. We do that, and we don't care about Texas Tech. I, I have no idea what's going on with Texas Tech. I, 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 I honestly, no I one no... has ever since Cliff Kingsbury's law left. They actually have them. Um, this Athlon Sports, they have them. Um, yeah. Five. Here, here's okay. what they rank. Could the, yeah, I was Texas say. Tech be this year's version of TCU and exceeds preseason expectation and gets a Big 12 title game? Question mark. So as if they have the none. Red Raiders finished 22 on a high note, winning, winning their last four games, including a 51-48 shootout against Oklahoma and a 42-25 victory against Old Miss in the Texas Bowl. I didn't know that. Quarterback Taylor So returns after a strong finish. He receivers Jannard Bradley is poised to rank among the best Big 12 receivers. An offensive line that allowed 41 sacks last year must improve to reach the next level. Defense is still a work in progress for Coach Joey McGuire, but this unit is experienced returning six starters featuring whoever. Okay, let's run through it, bud. All righty. Wyoming. And at this point, I just want everyone to know, I have no idea. I, I, I don't remember who I gave wins and losses to. But I think Texas Tech is somewhere around 6-6. Six and six. Here we go. Wyoming's won. Go ahead. Also, this was the guy that helped lead Baylor to that Big 12 championship, Joey McGuire, just in case you didn't know that, because I feel like you didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, okay, Wyoming, Oregon. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. One and one. Who the... Tarleton? T A R. L-E-T-O-N. Lost. No, I'm just kidding. Win. <laughs> I don't even know who Tarleton is. They are a, they're a school in Texas. I don't even know what they want or what they do. West Virginia. Again, I don't remember. At or away? At. Lost. Yeah, I thought that's what... Uh, Houston. I think I gave Houston... I don't remember. Which way do you think I went with that? 
I think you gave Houston the win here. Okay, Houston the win, so lost there. Okay, go ahead. They're in the whack for the record, okay. Tarleton. Okay, good. Um, Baylor. Uh, that's a loss there. Kansas State. That's a loss there. BYU. That's a win. Pretty sure. TCU. Uh, bye week TCU. Uh, that's a win. It could have gone either way there. Don't remember. Uh, we're, Kansas. We're so good at this. Kansas, I think that's a loss. Uh, UCF. Win. Texas. Loss. Five and seven. So here's the deal. Really, Texas it's for more. Is always it's more for vibe. Like, we know the vibe of each team. Yeah. What we're calling, hey, this team's going to be kind of like a five and seven team. Even though when you check the math, it doesn't check out. On paper, these teams could be better. Sure. But in reality, they're really five and seven teams. You know what I'm saying? I, no, I do know what you're saying, and I think we should have prefaced that, and we'll have to preface it when we do other conferences, and next time we'll get into a little bit. So according to this, according to me, it's going to be Texas and Kansas State in the Big 12 title game. That's a nice title game. Well, and Kansas State would be there back-to-back years, have a chance to go back-to-back. My one, which... Shout out to Kansas State. My one question before we wrap up. Yep. If Quinn Ewers gets injured again for some way or another. Now, remember, this isn't an ACL or an ankle. This was a thumb. He broke his thumb. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly. Uh, shoulder, I think. But go ahead. Yeah, it was a broken. It was It was not. He did not do it to himself. It was not wear and tear. If Quinn Ewers gets injured, yeah. is Texas still there? Is the Texas team good enough no. to still be there at the I, no, end of the year? No, I think they're 8-5. and five. Because because you got to give some time for Arch Manning to get up to speed. I think Arch well, Manning that's... starts at least one game this year. We we did have that yeah. discussion. You think he's number two? I do. You think he's number two I... just because Steve Stark doesn't want him to transfer? I, I I think no. I think he's number two because the boosters and the fans are making him number two, and he has to listen. I have no idea if this button's going to be correct. Oh, it is. I got it right. We're leaving you there with listening to boosters and fans. This has been the fourth and one podcast. We love you all. Wash your hands. We have you a lot of fun doing this. Wash your hands. You felt the animals like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram. Peace out. Bye guys.